0: Welcome to the Brown Vegan Podcast, your source for starting a simple, delicious, and long-term vegan life. Subscribe to this podcast on
1: iTunes for weekly tips and inspiring conversations with other vegans. Now, here's your host, Monique Koch.
0: Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode 27, and I am back with another conversation for you, of course, because I love bringing you conversations with other vegans. I'm going to be talking to Naturally Happy today, and we're going to just explore her vegan journey. And I love her story because she actually was a vegetarian for about eight or nine years before she decided to become a vegan. A lot of times people transition a little faster than that, but I love her story because it just proves that, you know, you do this on your own terms, the way things work for you. It doesn't have to be this cookie cutter lifestyle based on however people do it. You can do it the way that works best for you and your family and your lifestyle overall. So um, I just really enjoyed this conversation with her. This episode is going to be different from any other one I've ever done because what I did is I asked her some random questions at the end and these random questions were just about you know her favorite city some of the books she enjoys whether or not she likes smoothies or juice more just really random questions but i thought it was a lot of fun so the randomness i swear because i am so scattered and i'm so nosy that it was just so fun just having something that had nothing to do with food um, as a segment to the show we also talk about natural hair in this conversation too because for me natural hair actually it liberated me, it made me say, okay, you care about what you put in your hair, but you don't care about what you put inside of your body. So it really made going vegan a more of a natural transition for me once I decided not to put any relaxer in my hair anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so that made it the, a nicer transition. So we talk about that. We talk about her being on a juice cleanse. She's gonna share some resources, um, some books and things that helped her get started on her vegan journey, some documentaries, all of that's good stuff. All of the resources and everything we mentioned can be found at brownvegan.com. Another thing I want to mention is that I am now offering weekly vegan meal plans. I've had a lot of requests for this and it's on really well. This is only, I've only had it for a couple of weeks now that I've been doing it. So I provide your breakfast, lunch, your dinner, recipes, all of that good stuff to keep you organized and keep you on track with your vegan lifestyle. I think this is perfect for people just getting started. So if you're interested in that, you can order it at brownvegan.com. If you use the discount code podcast, I will actually give you a 50% discount on your first meal plan. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this conversation with Naturally Happy. All right. Thank you so much, Naturally Happy, for being on the podcast today. How are you today? I'm
1: doing well. I'm doing well. I'm
0: oh, oh, good. So of course, <laughs> I love to talk about the vegan journey because I know that it helps a lot of people who are new move to move forward in their own. So can you tell me why you decided to start a vegan journey?
1: Okay. Well, actually about i want to say almost nine years ago i was i started as a vegetarian actually i um was doing research when i was in school about you know eating healthy and and doing things in a different way Um, my family has a background of everything from um, high cholesterol to diabetes to um, my grandmother had cancer so uh, growing up in a house where all those things was going on, I decided that I wanted to do something completely different, something that was going to be better for me. So I began my journey as a vegetarian each year. I didn't do it cold turkey like some people each year I eliminated a meat. So the first thing that was, um, taken out of my diet was the red meat, the steak, uh, which wasn't a big deal because, That really hurt my stomach anyway when I ate steak. Mm -hmm. I've heard other people mention that it happens to them, and I was one of the ones that it happened to. So my first year was steak. Um, The second year, I believe, was pork, the pork chops and all of that stuff. And then, um, you know, I proceeded until the last thing that was to leave my diet was chicken. (laughs) The last (laughs) thing I got rid of. And after that, I just stayed a vegetarian for... I'm what, yeah, like I said, about eight or nine years. And then I came across an article. You know how sometimes you're on Facebook and you you see comments, but you overlook it, and sometimes it stays in the back of your head? Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody posted a comment that said, If you're already a vegetarian, why don't you kick out the middle part and just become vegan? Mm -hmm. And so they had the name vegetarian. The middle part was down below in the trash and it said vegan. <laughs> so I was like, huh. I like that. I like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so let me see, you know, what the difference was. So just like I did the research for vegetarian, I started doing it for veganism. And what really pushed me to want to do it was um a lot of the documentaries I saw about the dairy department and I just really after seeing what was going on with the cows, uh, how they were putting steroids in there and basically milking them until pus came out, uh, it was it was just so gross. So yeah, for a lot of people who don't know with veganism, you not only vow to not wear leather or suede or anything that harms the animals, but you also kick out the dairy. And uh, you know, milk and dairy and, and, and eggs too. Yeah. So
0: Wow. So it sounds like it initially it was all about the health concerns because of your family history of it. And then after that it became more about, okay, this is kinda gross and you probably shouldn't be doing all the other stuff either. As far yeah. as like, yeah. Did you even think it was an option to go vegan? Did you think it was too sh- too, you know, strict or, you know, too rigorous and that's why you didn't really
1: want to do it? Well, see, here's the thing. I had thought about it before. But I had the same fears that most people have about vegetarianism. I was thinking, well, if I become vegan, what if I accidentally eat something that has, you know, a product, in it? or, you know, what if I just can't eat anything? And then I came across a whole bunch of cookbooks which i still use to this day i went um to barnes and noble and books a million and i found out that there's a lot of good foods you know being vegan all you have to do is substitute uh, certain items they have substitutions for cheese they have substitutions for butter and there's substitutions for egg. Mm-hmm. Once you get the substitution down, you're basically vegan. Yep.
0: Yeah. You know what I really love about your journey, too? I love how you um, eliminated uh, each meat one at a time. I think that's probably how you were able to get to this point because it was just kind of more of a, you know, gradual process for you instead of feeling like you had to do everything overnight. And, if I mean, it's great to be able to do everything overnight, but at least you didn't make yourself feel like you had to. It was just like, okay, this is what's going to yeah. work for me. So then when you became a vegan, it wasn't as drastic, I guess, because you had yeah. already, you know, taken all the other steps before. So that's awesome, Ex- awesome, awesome.
1: Exactly. That's and that's one of the things I think helped me. I don't know about other people, but for me, with me being vegetarian as long as I was, I think it felt it made it easier to be vegan.
0: Oh, yeah. Because I was a vegetarian for two years before, and then I became a vegan. It wasn't like super, super easy, but it was a little bit easier, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so when you first became a vegan, what did your plate look like? Do you remember? What year was this when you decided to become a vegan?
1: It was two years ago, exactly. Okay. Well, no, not exactly, but um, October marked my two-year anniversary. When I first turned vegan, I um actually I have a I know the name of the book. My first cookbook was called Vegan Comfort Food by um, Alicia Simpson, and in her book, which I mean, and I have to admit myself now that I've you know been doing the journey, it's probably not the most. Healthy food because in her book she has it's the reason why it's called comfort book is because it's all the junk foods that you normally had, but it's just substituting the recipes. So it was hamburgers, pizza, um, tacos, all the you know, stuff. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and <it's> Sloppy Joe's. <laughs> yeah. All the good stuff. So with me, with me have yeah, right. <laughs> So with me having that cookbook and trying to introduce it to the family, it worked out a whole lot easier because all they saw was sloppy joes. They didn't care.
0: I love that. That's a perfect lesson because um I think that's what it's about, though. It's about making sure that the food feels like familiar and simple and delicious because... If it's not, then people feel like it's too much of like a shift, too much work that you're doing if it doesn't feel like... Like, if you don't eat squash now, when you become a vegan, maybe you shouldn't start with squash necessarily yeah. right away. Exactly. Start with something... Yeah, start with some of your favorite foods and then move on to the squash. I think it's like levels to this. I don't care what anybody says. It's like levels to
1: this this journey.
0: (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for saying that. Cause that is so true. Like it made the family a little more open to it. So how old are your kids?
1: I have a a grown one, my daughter, she's 20. Mm -hmm. And then I have a 16 year old boy and an 11 year old boy.
0: You know, one of the main reasons I wanted you on the podcast is because I wanted to talk about the natural hair and how natural hair, a lot of times, helps us get started on our vegan journeys it's because for me at least um when i decided not to have the relax anymore and i locked my hair it made me like okay i care about what i put in my hair but i don't care about what i put in my body that's just weird like it's like this liberation and it's kind of awakening that comes with it so can you tell me about how your experience is as far as like how do you think there's like a relationship between your natural hair because i know you you're locked too your natural hair and being vegan
1: Mines was actually the reverse. I was already a vegetarian and I came across the same epiphany. I was like, okay, so I'm a vegetarian, but I'm still relaxing my hair and putting chemicals and everything in it. And so I started, um, same thing doing research on natural hair. And, uh, I did the big chop in 2009. Mm-hmm. I did the big chop in 2009 <laughs> <laughs> and then after I was natural for, I want to say maybe a year or a year and a half, then I t- went and got my locks. Yeah, got
0: I know. Isn't it amazing? Like my biggest regret <laughs> is not doing it like long, long time ago.
1: Actually, when I was younger, I was the one who always had braids in my hair anyway. Mm-hmm. So I felt like being locked was like my final stage because I mean, I'm not going to try to act like I wasn't that girl. I was the girl who had a name for different wigs. You know, I had a... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I had the Holly Berry wig. I had, you know, the um, uh, Whitney Houston wig. I, I had, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, you were loving your wigs. You, so you named them.
1: <laughs> yeah. I had wigs. I had colors and everything. And it just got to a point where once I started going on my journey of being natural, everything started shedding slowly like my way of thinking was changing. I was doing more research on different things, trying to, you know, get more empowered basically by myself instead of relying on what I look like on the outside or what society wanted me to look like. I
0: love that. Yeah. We can go ahead and talk about your juicing because I know that you're starting, actually you're doing like a juice cleanse right now. Is it all day or what are you doing exactly?
1: My juicing came because of another documentary. I, I saw um, "Fat, Sick and Nearly Dead." Uh-huh. Um, everybody else saw it two years ago. I just now saw it. So
0: <laughs> hey, nothing I'm wrong still, with us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <I'm> a little <laughs> late
1: on that. But when I saw the documentary, the guy he inspired me so much because he had a determination to get himself off of this medicine he was on. He had like maybe. I don't know, eight or nine medicines, some, probably 10 medicines that he was taking. And he was so adamant about getting off the medicine because he had went to so many doctors and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. So he did a juice cleanse for um, for 60 days. and And besides him losing a lot of weight, he was able to get off of all the medicine. So I decided that I wanted to do the juice cleanse because... I have to admit, I was a junk food vegan, which there are a lot of junk food vegans. Junk food vegan is somebody who, like me, they found out that Doritos is vegan. I'm sorry, the chili Doritos are vegan. So they have Doritos and they find out.
0: Wait, what? Chili Doritos are vegan? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they are. The sweet chili Doritos are vegan. Good to know. Good to
1: know. I think you may be
0: talking
1: to me when you said (laughs) this. No, I'm just. (laughs) There was actually a website, and it it has all the vegan junk foods, and it starts off with everything from Skittles to Oreos to, like I said, the chili Doritos, and I basically had everything. (laughs) So yeah. I decided to do the juice fast for me because I need to kickstart it. I I feel like I had a a chocolate thing going on. I was addicted to chocolate because, mm-hmm. you know, the dark chocolate is vegan, kind of.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it is because it doesn't have milk in it usually. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that,
1: that, <laughs> That's my favorite.
0: <laughs> ah. <laughs> but you know what? Look, dark chocolate is good for you, especially if it doesn't have like a lot of other stuff in it.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Eat a bar. <laughs> Oreos or not.
0: <laughs> Say it again.
1: <laughs> I said put Oreos or not. <laughs> true.
0: True. That's a chocolate you want to. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. So you basically do it. It's a reset.
1: Yeah. I'm blogging daily now to try to keep up with it. But before I even started, I didn't give myself a time mm-hmm. so that I wouldn't feel pressured to keep doing it or if I didn't keep doing it. I just said I'm gonna take it day by day. And so that's what I'm doing now. That's cool. So so far I'm only on day three. Hey,
0: that's <laughs> fine. So are you juicing all day or is it just all kinda day. like so all day? Yeah.
1: yeah I have three juices and one smoothie. My smoothie is before bed because it seems like I get the hungriest around six or seven. Mm-hmm. So I have a smoothie before, you know, in the evening time, but all day long I just have the juices.
0: How are you feeling? Are you I know you said you're only on day three right now, but are you feeling like you have enough energy or are you still kinda going through that weird, oh my gosh. No. Yeah.
1: And, and and that's another thing I wanted to mention too. Um on the documentary there were a lot of people saying that they had side effects from juice and they were having headaches and things like that. I'm not coming off of me. So I feel like I'm not gonna have those type of problems. Like I said, it's only day three, but I don't have I don't feel any different. Do you have any other books that you can
0: think of that help you transition?
1: Yeah, actually, yeah. I had the book from, um, there was a book that I got from the library, and it was called um, The Vegan Girl's Guide to Life. Um, And what it was, was there was a girl on the cover of it, and uh, she had like blonde patch in her head, and then she had a sleeve of tattoos on her arm, and it made me pick it up. I knew it was something I had to take home because she went into more detail than i had before it was better than i mean of course you know you could go online but she had everything in one book and i didn't have to search and search and search and search because she went into not only the food portion but in her book she had um about the clothes you know you could wear and where to get them and then she was talking about um oh i think she had like interviews with people who did the soap yeah things like that so she went into more detail on how to go vegan throughout your whole life rather than just what you're eating
0: exactly i love that book and it was so down to earth too i love it it wasn't like over it didn't make me feel like overwhelmed near you are there any uh you know vegan restaurants or anything like that
1: i live on the outskirts of nashville they have a couple of vegan restaurants when you go towards downtown area in nashville they have something called the goat yeah they have the vegan restaurants but it's not all around nashville no, no. <laughs> mostly i cook at home and yeah. i was doing that when i was vegetarian too i
0: think So a lot of us it's kind of like I love to eat out but I think um, a lot of times it's just so much easier just to just make your own food yeah and you don't have to worry about you know making sure that there's no animal products or anything when you go out and all that stuff but hey I love eating out but I understand why um, a lot of us don't do it so I'm going to ask you some questions and it's not necessarily related to food but this is just a great way for us to get to know you better do you prefer smoothies or juice
1: Seriously, I love my smoothies. Mm-hmm. That's so feeling, right? <laughs> Which is why I have that before bed. I think if out of all the things that I've done, I feel like my smoothies are my comfort food.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last good book that you read?
1: The last good book um it was called Dreads by Alice Walker. I don't know. I feel connected to her book because she was talking about how dreads were, um, you know, started a long time ago. And it kind of broke the boundaries and the stereotypes of what people have on on dreads or locks. And I really like that book.
0: Awesome. What's your favorite city?
1: Oh, I'm not a traveler, so I don't know. I would have to say chicago because i'm originally from gary indiana Uh (laughs) so chicago was our go-to place um i know it's strange because i live outside of nashville but i just prefer the north to the south
0: (laughs) oh let me tell you chicago is my favorite city too so you are definitely in good i just i'm going um in april i just love that place yeah what about your favorite song I know that's hard. Why am I putting you on the spot? Because that's a hard question.
1: Favorite song? Or okay, um,
0: one of your favorite.
1: Okay, you know what? And mm-hmm. and don't laugh. uh Oh, it's a old. It's a, a kind of like an old rap. Uh huh. Um, remember that song back then? They didn't want me, but now I'm hot. They all on me.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's my, my song.
1: <laughs> That would be my theme music because oh. in school. I was the girl with the glasses and the dresses, and yeah, it's not like that anymore.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah, you're spunting on them now. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So, Mike Jones, what's the name of the song back then? They didn't um, want me. Now I'm hot, they all up on me. That's what yeah. it's like. <laughs> Everybody has to have an anther, right? Right. <laughs> what do you like to do for fun?
1: I make handmade jewelry, and i also... I am getting ready to start a new hobby, as if that wasn't enough. <laughs> um, I, my my kids surprised me and got me a sewing machine because I had been talking about wanting to sew. So now that they've actually gotten a machine, I guess I got to start sewing. Yes,
0: that's <laughs> nice. So, okay, I know you just mentioned your um, jewelry line. And tell us about it. Do you, or what are you making? Earrings? Um. Oh.
1: Yeah, just um handmade uh, jewelry items like earrings. I make lock jewelry. Um, I do a uh, a few rings, necklaces. I do sets because um basically, I feel like the things that I'm I'm looking for when I go out, then that's what I make. Mm-hmm. So when I go and look for pieces, I look for um sets. You know, earring and necklace sets or a bracelet and ring set. So I try to make sets.
0: Yeah, that's like a really good outlet. I love that. So where are you
1: selling it on? Um, com.
0: Okay, cool. I'll make sure that I put it um, at BrownVeganPodcast.com so that we can check you out. Before we wrap up, let let us know where we can reach you as far as your site and your YouTube channel.
1: Uh, My YouTube channel is uh, Naturally Happy. Um, I've had that for, um, I want to say, three or four years now. I'm also on WordPress. That's my um, uh, naturallyhappy.wordpress.com.
0: So I'll make sure, like I said, I'll put everything at um, brownveganpodcast.com so that you guys can check it out. Before we leave, do you have any tips that you want to provide for anybody that is thinking about starting a vegan journey?
1: Just take it one day at a time. Uh, If you happen to what they call you know mess up or eat something that you know you shouldn't be eating it's okay to start over nobody's there's no vegan police that's got gonna come to your house and say oh no you're supposed to do you know a certain thing at a certain time just just tell yourself okay i'll start fresh again tomorrow
0: love it yes thank you so so much for being on the podcast today i really appreciate it i know that this conversation is going to help other people move forward in their journey